Welcome to another episode, guys. William Garrido here with Dog Training is My Passion. And in this episode, I'm going to be addressing another question by a follower. The question is, it's kind of a long uh, paragraph. It's got a couple of questions in it, so I'm going to kind of get right to the question. I'd love to see a video slash podcast talking about how to find your niche in the dog training world, especially in an area that has a lot of quality local trainers, how to find what things can help you stand out. So how to find your niche and how to find something that will help you stand out. Okay, so that's a really good question. And I've had other dog trainers, other fellow dog trainers, and new mentees ask me, similar questions that revolve the topic of finding your niche, finding your specialty. And here is how the whole thing works. I have different answers to that because I used to feel a certain way about it and through life experience and me growing as a person, that has also changed. So I used to feel like your niche should be something that you like to do. That's how I used to feel about finding your niche. Something that you like to do, that you were, you were passionate about. Now, being passionate about something is great because when you have passion, when, when something starts as a passion, you hardly think about it. And that's how I aim to live my life. That's how I aim to do everything I do. It's with passion. But here is the thing... And, and, the the ironic thing is that not ironic but the funny thing is that the the name of of this podcast the facebook page the youtube video it it, it all started with this with this name that i i just thought of I was just thinking i want to come up with a page something that i could put some memes and some funny stuff and some and and maybe some rants and talk about how i feel about the dog world. This is back when I didn't have a single follower and I thought to myself, I want to start a page. What do I name it? And I thought, what could I name it? What could I name it? Oh, you know what? Dog training is my passion. That's pretty simple. And it's evolved into into now something that is fairly easily recognized. <laughs> recognized. I've had a handful of times where people have seen me in, in dog events and they were like, hey, you're the guy from Dog Turning is My Passion, right? I'm like, yeah. It's it's pretty funny when I when I have that happen. But yeah, Dog Turning is My Passion, that's what started. It was as a passionate thing. So when I first started dog training, that's how it was. It, I wanted to pursue something more meaningful meaningful in my life, so I went into dog training. And then dog training became a passion. I was almost obsessed with it. I wanted to find as much information as possible. I wasn't casual about it. I really pursued it with a lot of thirst and a lot of curiosity. So it was a passion. That's the thing with passion is it ignites you quite a bit and you feel really, really into it. You could do this for like days, hours, and not even bad an eye because you're passionate about it. So my answer for the longest time was when somebody asked me, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to do something I'm passionate about. And 
when somebody asks me what should I do, I would give them the same answer: do something that you're really passionate about. But there is a little bit of an, a little bit of a, a side about passion that people don't really talk about or think about. And that is that passion does fade. Passion can fade. What you're passionate about today can be something entirely different three years from now. That passion can easily fade. And it's the same thing with anything. You can get into anything. Relationships are the same way. You get into a new relationship. So you're in that brand new relationship. Everything is new. You're very passionate but the passion can fade. So in dog training, it's easy to just say, follow your passion. So if you're passionate about sports, do sports. If you're passionate about behavior modification, follow behavior modification. That seems to be a, a very go-to answer, and it was mine for the longest time too. Being, again, that, that the name of this brand is Dog Training is My Passion. So that's the, the professional answer to how do you find your niche is find your passion. But let's talk about passion a little bit more and how this affects your niche. You have to realize that the passion will eventually fade. Your interest will change. And if you just follow your passion, what will happen is if you just follow your passion, you're going to jump from industry to industry. If you just follow your passion, you're going to to be tempted by the shiny new object. You're going to be passionate about that, and you're going to go from, from here to there. So at some point, when that fades, your passion has to take on a different meaning. So your passion eventually has to turn into something a little bit deeper than that. Because you have to remember, passion is just a flame, and it will fade. I'm at a point in my career, in my life, really, where I've already had a handful of times where I was very close to just leaving the dog training industry, just saying, screw this, I'm moving on, and now I'm going to do something else. I've definitely had those moments, and it's happened a handful of times. And one of the things that ha the that triggered that thought was just my disappointment in the industry where I could rant about this for, for a very long time, but my disappointment in the industry when it comes to just shitty behavior that gets rewarded, shitty uh, people that go on the spotlight, which I don't care. You take the spotlight all you want. But when the when that becomes the uh, the light that a lot of pet owners and and new professionals follow it's very uh upsetting when you see people that go oh i'm going to do it this way because this guy does it that way and you're thinking that guy doesn't have a freaking clue what he's talking about but anyway that's how i used to feel like very disappointed like dude like the guys literally throwing shit at the dog's face. Like throwing something at the dog's face. He's wrapping this shit up, right? And he's wrapping it up into a roll. You know what I'm talking about. And throwing it at the dog's face. And he's doing seminars. And 
you dumbasses are paying to see somebody hit a dog in the face where your your ancestors your, your ancestors your caveman ancestors were doing that and they <laughs> I'm ranting a little bit so so anyway so little things like that that I would that I would go why, why are people so easily misled so I thought to myself a couple of times, I'm done with this is stupid. Like the more and more I'm in the industry, the stupider people are getting. And the ones that are paying for it are the pet owners and the dogs, especially the dogs. Right? The, the, the industry at large is paying for it. So my passion started to fade. And here we're now talking about your niche. So I'm, I want to keep it to, to relatable to the question, but I'm going to expand a little bit and come back to the question. So if you look at your niche and you go, I want to do this because this is what I'm passionate about, you have to realize that the passion will fade just like mine started to fade. And I thought, and I even went for a period of time, a couple of periods of time on the on the page where I wasn't active at all for a while. Same thing on my YouTube channel. Just was not active at all. Just kind of left it alone. It was a period of inactivity that went on for a while. So my my thing that kept me going was, and this is also relatable to finding your niche, and I'm going to get into more details too with this. The thing that kind of kept me going was my passion turned into a sense of responsibility. And once my passion turned into a sense of responsibility, it was just uh, I evolved on a on a personal level and in my career. I completely made this turn where rather than just chasing this passion, now I started to look at it as this is my responsibility. And my responsibility, I feel, is to to bring out what I know to as many people as are willing to listen. So whether they're my clients or whether they're my followers, people who listen to to the podcast, the recent podcast, I just started this uh, not too long ago, but people who have been watching my YouTube videos, which I have over, over 600 videos on that channel. Um, so, yeah, of course, I'm mixing it in with some humor in uh, in Facebook and Instagram with the memes but that that became my responsibility so i'm at a point in my in my life in my career where this is my responsibility and so you could say your niche let's say your niche and now my niche is almost like it like it's protection training that's how i started it's the the thing that captivated me the most when i when i started in the dog training industry this is where I gained a lot of my experience and a lot of my knowledge, and I still keep learning. I'm very active with protection training. And so one of the things that people kind of know me for a little bit, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm this famous guy or anything, but one of the things that I'm known for is some of my protection videos, my protection training. So I have people that, that do come to me, uh, do come to my club, and they go, hey, uh, I have have this uh this problem how do i address this and because of the experience that i have and the knowledge and because i've seen just about every problem in terms of protection training i'm easy i'm easily able to troubleshoot those issues 
even if it takes a little bit of time, but we can address those issues. These are just things that I know. You know, I'm not known. My niche is not trick training. That's not my that's not my specialty. That's not my what I'm known for. Behavior modification is not what I'm known for. Rescue dogs is not what I'm known for. E-collar, it's just not my niche. It's not what I'm known for. Now, I can do all those things, but the the specialty that I kind of tend to resonate with the most is more of the protection training, the, the working dogs, the competitive obedience. That's sort of my niche, but I'm at a point where I could go, well, you know what? I'm going to do clicker training. I'm going to do a bunch of tricks. I'm going to be the behavior modification guy. And maybe that will change. Maybe maybe at some point I'm kind of at a at a um, point in my in my career where I'm making some changes. I'm still in dog training, but I'm st- I'm at a point in my career when I'm where I'm making some changes. And um and so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty open. So my specialty could change. You know, I might be the the protection guy, but I might also be the 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 clicker guy or the behavior modification guy. So kind of wherever wherever it sort of takes me. So how do you find your niche? Think about maybe your passion, right? Think about what is it that you're passionate about, and realize that that also has sort of an expiration date too. Passion has a little bit of an expiration date. Once your passion gets you going, what I suggest is learning as much about that topic, that area that you're passionate about as you can because at some point it will hopefully become a sense of responsibility, moral moral responsibility, like obligation. Like I feel like dog training is is a has taken a sense of duty for me where i feel like i know some things that people should know about their dogs and about the industry and i and i'm saying this with humility i'm not saying that i am the best guy that knows everything i'm certainly still in my journey myself but there are some things that i truly feel that people should know and it is my job i feel like it is my moral obligation to send this message out to as many people as i can i don't do it for the for the for the glamour or for the for the fame or to fill a void or to get a sense of validation like some people do i i can easily spot that i know when somebody does things because they need a pat on the back and you probably do too right some people are in it for themselves they like the pat on the back they like the claps they like the hearts the heart emojis and the and the thumbs up they uh they like the the approval and the sense of validation i could not care less but if it works for them hey go for it if that's their way to contribute, by all means, go ahead. To me, I feel like when my passion changed from from a passion, something I wanted to do, to something I felt morally compelled to do, because that's how I contribute, 
that became a game changer for me. That's what made me go, this is what I was made to do. To help and to leave my community, my community being the dog training industry, right? That's my community. To leave my community better than when I found it in any way that I can. So if you are training dogs, think about what you're doing. You're training dogs. You're helping people out. You're helping your clients. That's your community. It could be your local community or it could be your community at large, the dog training industry. So follow your passion, get ignited, and then turn it into a sense of responsibility. How can I help these people? Because your so-called competition if they have their own thing going, so if I have competition, which I do, and some of my quote-unquote competition, they're people that I like. So I have competition in my industry, in my community, and some of these people are people I like. People I like. They're friends of mine. I mean, some of these quote-unquote competition are, are not competition at all, and they're people that I could not care less for. But I don't care. You know, that that's not my business. And some of these people are my friends. So I don't I don't get upset. I don't go, oh man, I can't believe that guy's taking somebody that could have been coming to me. I don't concern myself with that. To me, if I am focused on my sense of responsibility, my sense of duty, and they are too, more power to them. I'm not in it to to win a popularity contest. So your competition, don't worry about what they're doing. Worry about what you want to do, how you want to contribute. If you're going to be the clicker guy or the clicker uh, trainer or the trick trainer, be the best clicker trick trainer that you can be so that you can improve your community. Right? If you're the service dog trainer, if that's your niche, go ahead and be the best of that that you can be. Inform yourself. Arm yourself with the tools and the knowledge so that then you can later help out as many people in that industry and in that in that area as possible. So that would be my response. Okay? Pursue the passion, but realize that at some point you got to lock down. You know, like just to give you a little bit of a unrelated example. I've been married at this point, at this point of, at the point of recording this, this episode, I've been married for 17 years. So 17 years, it's a very long time to be married to the same person. And I've been with her the entire time. We, there, there hasn't been any, um, I haven't been unfaithful. I've always been with her. I've um, I've only had eyes for her, and it started with a passion. So it started as a passion. I was passionate in the beginning. I just couldn't get enough of her. And at some point, you go, man, I've been married to this person for a long time now. And things happen you change the way you feel sometimes changes you have the same person every single day you see the same person every single day you argue sometimes about the same things and it's easy to go screw this but 
when I made the switch from this is awesome and this is great and this is all about passion to this is also a sense of responsibility and now the passion goes from passion and and uh, and even you know lust the way it started to this is a sense of responsibility i'm taking care of this person too and it just it just makes it so different and the feeling completely evolves and at this moment with my wife i'm still very passionate about our relationship and about her and i still only have eyes for her but this feeling evolved from just lust and passion to now this is all of that plus a sense of responsibility so i know that's a little bit off topic but passion is passion right that it doesn't matter wh what area of your life you take it to and in dog training it's going to be the same thing your career is going to be the same thing so my suggestion is i don't know what it is for you it's going to be it's it's going to be different from person to person don't worry about the other trainers just worry about you if you think if you go out of thinking well what do the other guys do i need to figure out what they're doing so that i don't do the same thing or or i need to figure out what they do so that i can do it better you're, you're looking at it from a perspective of lack from a perspective of uh, there isn't enough and you're going at it from the perspective of fear and as long as you're fearful, as long as you're afraid, you can't contribute. So that would be my suggestion as far as finding your niche. But anyway, I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you for the question. Uh, great, great question. And uh, again, a little bit on the philosophical side. So Jay Isaac, thank you very much for that submission and you have a second part of the question too which i'll address in a d different episode the question is uh, i'd love to see uh top 10 favorite dog breeds so maybe i'll talk about that in a different in a different time but we'll talk to you guys in the next episode make sure you like and subscribe follow me on youtube facebook instagram and i'll see you guys in the next episode